0: Hello everyone, my name is Christiane Olinga and you are listening to Sit and Chat with Chris. In tonight's episode, we are going to try and answer the question, how do you deal with past hurts? Now, before I begin, let me um, tell you all that um, I haven't found one true recipe out there um, that would help deal uh, with uh, That will help answer that question. Um, and I think it depends everywhere I have looked and every book that I've read, depends on the situation, depends on the person, the, depends on the circumstances, the years, the time, there's so many factors that come into place when, um, when it comes to um, dealing with past hurt. Um, so, um, after doing some research, I, um, narrowed it down to, you know, to just five ways, I wouldn't say five ways, but just what I figure out is, uh, the more, the most recurrent method and it's, I'm looking at my own experience. I feel like this is a journey I have gone through and that is, um, way I have dealt with past hurts and, uh. I just wanted to share with you guys, um like I said again, there isn't any true um recipe out there. It depends on who you are on your personality types on um you know how you handle how you even absorb the the emotions the situation, whatever you're facing. It depends on a type of hurt it can be some of them are you know major trauma, some can be minor trauma depends. I am not going to be technical, I'm not professional in that um particular aspect and I believe unless you go see a professional that would help you with a method a way to deal with it if it's you know um trying on your own does not work or trying with some friends does not work um there isn't really um a recipe but we will try to answer that question today um and we will go I wanted to be a little personal like let's go without own um experience so let's um you know um i wanted to start small um so um i'm just gonna take um just let's just rewind a little bit and i'm gonna explain why i thought about um talking about this particular subject today or tonight um i was so it happened yesterday i was watching um the if you guys watch the uh, red tab um table talk that with Jada Pinkett Smith and um her mom and her daughter and they're just first of all I have to just shout out to those ladies three amazing women that um are tackling hard topics you know and I have started watching them from day one when it started I was curious and I've just been hooked onto the to the show it's on Facebook if you don't um you know know just just Google Red Table Talk and you will find and it's it has some really interesting um discussion going on there. But yesterday I was watching um the episode just before I went to bed and it was um the guest was um uh, Matthew. Now hold on, let me try to say his his name right because before I record the thing I went on and tried to say his last name ten thousand times. English is not my first language, so you uh are my Matthew I'm really sorry if I butcher your name, but you might not even hear this, but anyway, so Matthew McConnell here, um, he was um, in, in um, a guest in the the episode that I watched yesterday, and he was talking about the book, his book that he um, ju- he wrote a book, y'all. Anyway, um, I'm getting very excited about this, but the name, if you, in case you're interested, um, to um, of about the book. So the book it's called Green Lights. I have not. I have to admit, I have not um, read it yet. I just bought. Um, I just bought it yesterday. But uh, some highlights from the book, from watching the episode, the Red Table Talk yesterday, was about how really real he went. You know, he was talking about his um. How he grew up, and you know, his the atmosphere at at his home, and how his parents were like, you know, wild, and I was pretty impressed to see. And my question was, how did he become such an like an amazing actor and a really good person after what he went through? And I mean, I I wouldn't say that I've gone through half of what he he went through, but just a simple when he. I was listening, watching the show, and listening to him talking, and a couple of things for flashback from my own um, childhood came back, and I my reaction was and right now you know was like wow um I don't think if I had dealt with what he's deal he's dealt with he's had to deal with I would have turned out half as good as he is, and then came the question, how but how did he do it how you know curiosity, but also it uh, prompted me to look back at my own life and things that have been um, stopping me and blocking me, um, affecting my current situation. And some of the situations that I've gone through in the past, I've managed to deal to deal with them in a really pretty good way. I've I wouldn't say I've forgiven, but I've kind of like moved on, and that's been my motto for a long time. I think, I believe since I was um, eighteen oh no 20 i stopped i stopped at. i adopted this situation where i would stop being a victim or i would stop seeing myself as a victim or i wouldn't think if i couldn't you know not think of myself as a, as a victim i would just move along and also i growing up in in where i was like in africa it, I, it always felt like there's really no room to be a victim because you're not the only one who's going through that situation so i felt like i wasn't um somehow allowed to express my hurts to express my feelings like if i was hurting for one situation and i'll probably express that to my cousin some of them will look at me like so what we've dealt dealt with that you know i go through that every day you know and because it prompts me to never discuss my pains And just, you know, observe other people and looking, I realized that I was not the only one. One thing I realized is I wasn't the only one hurting. That was an interesting thing because it, and the second thing I realized was that the way this, what I went through, it was pretty common in my, um, where I come from, um. Again, I will remind you that I was born in Cameroon and lived there for a while. Then we moved to Senegal. But most of what I'm talking about is um the hurts and the pain that I've kind of like put in a box and kept it in a, like in a dark closet, never to be opened. Happened uh, when I was in Cameroon, and you know it's a situation that as I express myself, it's every it's pretty common. I would say. I don't know personally, I don't think that anybody that I know who, um, who's been like me, lived in the same place as me, lived in the same country as me, has not gone through some sort of, um, uh, um, event or some sort of, um, situation that has deeply affected them or deeply hurt them. That could be considered as an impactful, um, or, um. I would say event of their life, uh, or maybe it be minor or major. And, uh, looking at living here and I'm seeing, I watch, I've watched everything and read books and watch I'm uh, not really movies, but documentaries. And just looking, I realized that this, what I've been through, like there's some, a lot of abuse, a lot of physical abuse, a lot of emotional abuse, a lot of bullying, but we we didn't really have names for them in cam in cameroon or back home uh, or i would say also in africa because it was something that was i don't know i considered it was normal and i thought that i was too weak to complain that like i was complaining if i complained that means i was i was weak and so as i lived and i grew and i've learned new things i've realized that it was not okay to go through what i went through it was not okay but um through all of this I've never seen myself as a victim. And I think what helped me was the fact that living where I was, like where I lived, it was such a normal situation that um being being beaten like almost like I'm saying like receiving lashes like you, you know, we say my friend like my say like you say whooped, like you were beaten by I was beaten sometime by my um Um, I would take a beating and it would be really bad, like so bad that sometimes I couldn't breathe. And here it would be considered like abuse, physical abuse. I could be, if I lived here, I would have called 911 on my parent or, you know, but it's a situation that is pretty common back home. So it was like, if you call 911, the police is going to look at you like you are calling 911 because you're taking a beating from your parents. It's such a normal thing. But, um, so watching, but even through that, even through the thing that was still out of an ordinary, even, uh, for, um, the place where I lived, I never considered myself as a victim. And I think that helped me move on and get along with my life. It helped me a lot, but I realized that there are people out there that did not have that, that did not think of themselves as that. And they've been... There are some instances, um, even, you know, in the recent past where I did see myself as a victim for some certain situation, not for all, but for certain. And I think when I turned 20 or 21, I kind of just really got tired of being a victim. And I thought, you know, being a victim will just give the people who hurt me to hurt me more because... Let's say what five years, ten, ten years along down the road, I am still feeling feeling the pain while they've moved on, moved on with their life, and they are just, you know, being, you know, living their life, and I am still stuck at the pain, and I'm still being the victim. And so I have looked at that and I thought, yeah, well enough. I am not going to give them or give anybody who's watching up there the pleasure to see me hurting while the person who hurt me is living the life that just just doesn't make sense so um i came to that solution and i just decided to let go i was like you know they may not deserve my my forgiveness but i'm just going to forgive them because i need peace in my life so i did not realize that the day that that was the way to go but i just went ahead and did it um and uh and the next thing i know i can talk about i you know I don't know i don't really talk about it you know i joke about it i would joke about some things but even if i think about the pain it doesn't hurt me anymore it's like it's like a memory sometimes some of them have become so foggy that i don't even consider them i have to sit and ask myself like was that did that really happen to me or you know and i have realized how far I've gone when i was at a, recently at the at the retreat with, um, with the, like, I went, um, with the church, I, I, some, some folk from the church I, I go through. And, um, we were talking about, we were kind of like opening up, standing, going deeper, talking about things that we've never told anyone. And, you know, I was thinking in my head and all of our thought was like, oh, if I start talking, these people are probably just going to run away or something. And, Not that it hurt me or that I felt any sort of pain or any sort of emotion. It was just like going through a history book for me, to be honest. And um, I started telling, sharing. And that was just the tip, what I consider as the tip of the iceberg. And so I was just telling them a short story, like what happened to me in the past. And for me, it was like, yeah, well, it didn't happen. But I think I'm okay now. You know, I can't be sure because I don't know if there's any parameters there that I can use to to compare and see how okay I am, but I think I'm okay. And uh I kind of like paused and looked at all of my all the people around me and they were crying and you know, just look at me like, oh my gosh, poor girl. Uh I was like, why are you people crying? You know, and they're like, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay, Christian. What you went through wasn't okay. And I was like, well, it happened. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who went through that and it's not hurting, like back it like you know, back it like it did in the back in the day. And um, so but I will have realized that. I have actually taken that step, like, after I took that step of not being a victim, it helped a lot because without realizing it, a lot of hurts that I had been kept, I have kept in my heart and in my mind that kept me from doing things, from uh, opening up, from being who I am, um, has kind of like just gone away and I felt not necessarily freedom, but I felt mostly just freedom of being who I am, being myself and one of the things that i've learned is i felt i've gotten the freedom of doing of not caring how people judge me because one thing i know is i can control who i am i can control the type of person i want to be but i cannot control other people's feelings about me i cannot I can try to be nice to them, I can be nice to them, I can be respectful, but if someone is bound to hate me, really, there's little I can do, I can try all my best, but if they are bound to hate me, they're just going to hate me, and I cannot, and I've, I'm not going to be able to control that, so I started thinking, having the same vision, but um, watching the episode yesterday of a Red Table Talk, um, yesterday was just really interesting. How, you know, um, Matthew McCurney's parents, how they got divorced and they got married, they got divorced. And I'm thinking, wow, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I could handle that situation. But also what I liked the most was the way he, what he emphasized. He was talking about like watching his parents. He just realized that that's just the way they loved each other, the way they loved each other. And he, um he had a security of like having being loved and I know for a lot of person if a lot of us is not the case like sometimes there comes a time where you look at what's going on in, around you and what you're going through and you wonder what is that love you wonder if you're loved um and and that may be the reason why it's hard to to be able to let go of the past let go of the hurt um so how do you deal with that past hurt? Um there's one approach that um I really like um like Matthew um did. He just, you know, chose not to be a victim. Yeah, he um he like so if I'm reading one of his arguments was just like he said, yeah, I mean he was a victim. He 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 was a victim if you look at the how things really were he was a victim but it didn't mean but he what he didn't do was carry the feeling like through his life you know he didn't because one of the things that i realized is when you being i mean being a place of victim puts you in a certain position of uh vulnerability it's good to be vulnerable but do you want to be vulnerable to the bully or to the person who's hurting you or do you want to be vulnerable to the people who love you and so i chose to be if, to be vulnerable to the people who love me because i know that they would take my vulnerability away and in in, in exchange pour in pour more love into me and so if i feel some kind of like emptiness and i would not turn to the person who hurt me and try or to, to, turn to the wall and express my, my 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 hurts i would I would rely on the people who love me because what they would what would happen is they would exchange the hurt and pour out and pour into me more love. And that's what I need. That's what every one of us need. And that, um, is a really, is a good way to help, um, you know, to cope with, um, past like hurts from the past. Um, now there are a couple of things that I want to emphasize, um, before I kind of like, I would like a few ways that I thought I feel deemed to share with you guys on how to deal with um past hurt. one of the thing is um uh, that is mostly for any person who has not any people who are, person who have not lived in the u s or in the Western culture where you're and you who live like maybe in Africa or in Asia or you know i don't know Central, South America anywhere where you Receive, you receive a good beating from your parent. I'm not talking about one or two spanking on the butt, on the butt, or just like a few slap or something. No, I'm talking about the really, real, honest beating with the with the belt. You know, like I'm talking about when you have to go get your own uh, instrument of punishment and and lay down for your parent, your dad or your mom to beat the. Crap out of you until you cannot breathe, or until you send to the hospital, or until you you you, you think you're going to die. You know, I'm talking about the severe, the uh, Trevor Noah type of beating because he he mentioned it. I just keep thinking of it. I'm talking about that, and and I mostly focus in Africa because we have this. I don't know if it applies to every places in Africa, but in my country, we used to have the thing where they would say that. Um, the, a black man's ears are on his bottoms. There's this saying that I was so famous. I mean, I've literally translated from French. So you guys are going to forgive the translation. But first of all, if you've heard that sentence, you can erase it from your memory. Because that sentence is just plain wrong. When I hear such a sentence, all I can think of that is all colon, colonial times. When the European came to Africa and they tried to put us in shackles and in chains and what they would say and then they would beat us and they would say, we don't understand, a black man does not understand. So the the only way to make a black man understand is by beating them. So first, I don't know if that would happen, if that's what they said, but this is how I feel when I hear that. And it even hurts more when it's come from a black man, so or black person. So if you've ever heard that word, those words in your mind, in French, in English, in Spanish, Portuguese, whatever language you speak out there, you can take it out of your mind and just get rid of it. Just really get rid of it. It does it's pure, it's just simply wrong. It does not apply by because you're black does not mean that you're stupid. On the contrary, okay? So that's one thing I want to outline. The second thing is how we were punished back in the day, or how we are punished in our in in Africa, or in our home. Not only in Africa, but if you are punished and you are beaten like you 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 belted like terribly, it's not normal. Even if even though it's very common, it's not because everyone does it that it's right. So I just wanted to understand to have a good understanding but also our parents are raising us the way they were raised it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right way but one of the things that I have learned to do is like do not not to like be harsh on them because they don't necessarily understand the way we the world has evolved right now I'm not saying that they're stupid but I'm just saying that there is a there is a gap there is bound to be a gap because of the different generation we come from different generation we see things differently and so yes it's okay to think that what you receive as a punishment growing up was abuse now it was in the past what i want to understand i want you to understand it was in the past you are not going to get that punishment today that was in the past so you have To find a way to let go of that pain. Because one the third thing, this is the third thing I would like you to understand. Ultimately, you, the person who you consider victim, have the power to let to let the pain control your life or not. This is your power. It's your life, it's the power. So you can either decide to break break free of that pain or you can let it rule your life. It's, but that is your decision. Nobody else's decision. So, how do, do you go about that? How do you go about letting go of past hurts? Breaking free of those pains. There is this, I don't know, I like to read a lot. But um, I'm going to go a little bit French. There, um, there's this saying that says, Freedom is what you do with what's being done to you. It's from Jean- Jean-Paul Sartre and um i think it's really beautiful and you know why it's beautiful it's because you have the keys the keys to your own freedom you have the keys to rule your life and so a lot of people don't understand it you let they let themselves go into pain but i would like you to understand it today understand it now that ultimately you are the king or the queen of your life nobody else is going to rule it for you but yourself now Five ways that I have to help you, or that I thought they, I found they helped me deal with my past. Uh, one of the, one, is you have to make the ultimate decision to let go of the past. If you don't do it, you're not gonna let go of. It's gonna control you. So let go of the past. I'm not saying forget. Because for me, behind anything that happened, there's a lesson learned to be learned so do not forget if that's not what you want to do but let go let go of it R- let go now second you have um express your pain and your responsibilities because we also have to take our responsibilities and i think when you talk about it 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 has less impact it's like i used to do the thing back home uh, i was bullied um not i wouldn't say bullied but yeah let's just skip it word bullied because that's exactly what it was sometimes you know i was kind of like an overweight child and sometimes people would give me names and one of the names that i remember my friend would give me was corazón that was from a tv show where there was this uh black woman um it was a i think it was a mexican supporter right? and there was this black woman and we they made fun of her back home because she was really big and heavy on the heavy side and she had this really interesting dressing style that looked almost like back uh, an old colonial time. It was really, it wasn't really a good picture. And growing up, how my friend used to call me my you know, classmate and schoolmate used to call me Corazon. That was because of that lady. And I remember I would cry, and I would just cry because I couldn't contain my tears. But every time, the more I cried, the harder they came at me. And so I realized that, and what I started doing when they called me Gura's son, I just started answering to it and laughing, you know, and I realized that as I laugh, if they make fun of me, if I make fun of myself and I make, I turn the joke on them, it was kind of like, you know, a way for me to cope. But I realized that, um, even if I talked about the pain, it did not, because I talked about it, it did not affect me as much as it should have. So that's one thing. And I realized, well, it doesn't affect me how it should have been, you know. And it actually sort of turned the jokes on them. And yeah, they just forgot about calling me that name. And I don't remember how it just stopped. It just stopped just because I stopped being affected by it. Uh, or I stopped showing um, um, pain when they called me like that. Um, but also, just talk about it. And I realized the more I talk about it, it's less painful but also own your responsibility because i if you know if you've known me growing up, you know my parents they had good reason to to beat the crap out of me at st- sometimes sometimes it was unfair, but sometimes I have to admit that I own it, and um even though they could have been a better punishment, I own that you know I was responsible to uh you know to being a better a better child, to, you know, listen once a, um, they talk to me or once they tell me not to do something. But my, resp- my responsibility today is to myself is to learn from what happened in the past. Now, the way if I did not like, I'm going to take an example, I did not like the way I was beaten growing up. Now, it's my res- responsibility to say that, okay, that was in the past. That was in the past, I'm moving forward with my life so that I'm going to show compassion to other people around me. If I have children tomorrow, I'm going to show compassion to my children. I will not. I will not repeat what my parents did to my children. You know, so that's one way of accepting your responsibilities. But also, I have accepted that my responsibility to me today is to move on with my life, is to take that person that was broken in the past and turn it into something that people that is respected I respect that I admire that I can look in the mirror and I don't see a victim what I see is a conqueror is a winner so your responsibility today is to take your your pain from the past and turn it into gains so that when you look at yourself in the mirror you don't see a victim but you see a winner if you go about it Every day it's a, it's a hard work, but every day, every day, you just it, it, start, it can start with something like telling yourself that you are not a victim, you are not a victim, you are a winner. You are a fighter. If you don't feel like a winner, start by start little, start with a fighter. I am not a victim, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Today you wake up tomorrow, when you wake up, look at the mirror and just say, "I am not a victim. I am no longer a victim, I am a fighter." And you start like this, and little by little, the next thing you know, you are not a fighter. You've won the war. You are a winner. That's one thing. The other thing is stop with the blaming. And I know it sounds like very harsh and say, oh, forget. I'm not telling you to forget. Again, I'm not telling you to forget. What I'm telling you to do is stop blaming, first of all, yourself. And second, others because when you stop blaming, when you stop blaming, it helps you look at things at a different light and helps you let go. It's all part of that process of letting go of fighting the fight to break free of your pain. So if you stop blaming, if you stop blaming anyone who's been involved and you just move on, it can be by just taking, um, moving away, you know breaking free creating a distance whatever feels works for you take it but stop blaming first of all stop blaming yourself and second stop blaming the other person like again like i said you cannot control how people feel about you you can be a better person you can you can control who you are you can control how you present yourself for other people but ultimately the decision to like them, to like you or not it's it's theirs, not yours. So stop blaming yourself and others. What I see is like a victim tends to be somehow in shackles depending on people's good heart and feelings. Now it depends on the type of trauma that you have, but I'm thinking if you always you know feel like you you stay in that victim state, you're missing out on all the growth you can get. You're missing out on the beautiful person you can become because you're stuck in that phase of feeling the, feeling the pain and being the victim of, and blaming other people. You don't take ownership of your decision. If today, you, for example, you're addicted to some kind of substance because you had a parent who were addicted and put you into that, today, your parent is not putting that drugs into your mouth anymore. It's yourself. You can turn all that. You know, and become, I don't know, become whatever. Like, like I say, a fighter, a winner. But if you remain in that position of being a victim, you're giving the power to your bully or to anyone to, to hurt you because you, your hurt is like fragile. And with that fragile hurt, anything can hurt you. Anything can set you back. But if you actually, if you change that, that way of thinking, you stop being a victim you become a fighter there's not a lot of things that can step that can stop you from achieving your goal from achieving anything what you want to be there's not a lot. It all becomes about your willpower. The next thing I want you, I want to think about is start living in the present, not in the past. things whatever happened in the past it cannot come back it's gone it's gone that's it it was yesterday that door is closed it cannot come back it cannot what you have is the present you don't know what the future and it's only in that future that you don't know how it's going to look like only depends on how you behave and how you act how you think in the present so do not live in the past look in live in the present looking in the looking into your future that's thing i want you to think about And the last thing, it's about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very powerful tool. The one who has the power to forgive, to forgive, can go through anything. So, forgive yourself. Forgive others. Forgive whoever hurts you um and it doesn't have to be a big step i know forgiveness Uh, for myself first of all i'm not a very patient person but also like my mom used to say she likes to say that i hold grudges i don't think that i hold grudges but i have after reflection on myself i have learned that i do hold sometimes you know i tend to hold grudges but i if you go if i started this process like one small forgiveness at a time forgive little things. You forgive little things again and again and again. And those little things become big things. And what you know, and the next thing you know, you've forgiven a whole major event. So forgive, forgive, forgive yourself. Because that is going to bring that bright light that you need that will keep you going, going forward. Forgive yourself one small thing at a time, one small action at once replace every hurt word every hurt words with a positive a, a, a positive thing that's one thing i like to like as a, as, a, as an exercise do it every day in a, as an exercise every single word that is hurtful everything if someone if someone has called you um ugly or stupid change those words if like for example in my case if i am being i've been called like a disappointment change that Look at yourself in the mirror and say you are not a disappointment. You are worthy. You are smart. You are loved. You are accepted. If someone and if people are looking at you and they say oh you are a freak, you're a weirdo, people what the, what's happening is those people do not understand you. And because they do not understand you, they call you a freak, they call you a weirdo. But what you are, do you know what you are? you are unique, you are unique, and so go little by little, change those words, and um, that will help you in the process of, um, in the process of dealing with um, the the past, it's a long process, I'm going to warn you, it's not something that will change from like tomorrow, like in one night, it's a long process, and sometimes it's hard to go at it alone, and so if you need help, please do not hesitate to seek help out there. You are not a lesser person if you go and ask for help. If you say, if you call someone and you say, I need you, or I cannot do it by myself. You are not. What that makes you is a strong person because you recognize your what you you can you recognize your limit and you want to push those limits. That's why you bring in extra strength. So do not be fearful of asking for help on the contrary. Go for it. The more, the merrier. All right. That was my uh, little talk for tonight, and uh, I hope you like it. Uh, Please give me feedback, and um, uh, I'll be back with you guys soon. And, uh, yeah, you've been listening to Christian Olinga from Sit and Chat with Chris. Now, take care, guys.